0: buying property is a journey and people don't often know what they actually really want until they go out there and look. Mm -hmm. And there's an age old saying when we were selling agents, you know, we used to talk about this all the time. Oh my God, they said they wanted this and then they went and bought that. And that's the journey. That is exactly what happens so many times because people think they want something, but then when they start to look at it, they go through the process of understanding what will I compromise on? What won't I compromise on? What's really important to me? Oh, well, I thought that was important. Actually, it's... I thought I liked that and I actually don't. Absolutely. And, And two, we open their eyes to other areas. Like they may not have investigated other areas they may not know about other areas and so that is our job to open their eyes and look at other opportunities that could actually be a better fit for them we're not there to tell them what to do or you know redirect them we're literally there to open their eyes and open their options so then they can make an informed and comfortable decision and know and feel you know really good about what they're doing with their investment. Property transactions can be among the most significant financial decisions of your life. Hence, we're here to guide you, debunk the myths and
1: misconceptions that cloud the industry. We want to help you move confidently through the real estate journey and give you a behind the curtain look into the world of real estate. We're Michelle Tucker and Linda Johnson from Spring Buyers Agency and Spring Property Management. And this is the
0: Unreal Estate Podcast.
1: misconceptions of real estate there's certainly plenty of those this would be a great one so this one is born from um things that people say to us and some of the misconceptions that are out there and i think it answers um a lot of questions that we get asked and
0: rightly so um and yeah definitely perception there's a lot of we call them experts out there that have differing opinions we call a lot of people a lot of things <laughs> which we can't repeat on our podcast that's probably not the banter for a podcast um but you have got to have fun don't you can't all be serious we do we um do have fun. but yeah, there's there's a lot of, I guess, misinformation floating around out there and it depends on who you talk to. So yeah, the purpose of uh, this episode is to, I guess, unravel some of those
1: and, um, and answer questions along the way. So hit me up. What's number one? Number one is buyers agents are only required in a competitive market, A, like COVID or something like that. False. False.
0: (laughs) Every market presents different challenges and a different skill set to navigate and a different level of experience. So no matter what market, uh, there is always um, room for a professional to lead you through and to navigate those challenges. So um, there's so many different techniques that we use and so many different strategies that we use depending on the market conditions. And I guess when you've experienced different peaks and troughs and different dynamics and different trends you have all that skill and background to bring to the table to navigate the current market condition so you know um, COVID was a new um, environment for all of us none Mm. of us have experienced that before however you know from our perspective we'd been through GFC so um, and we've been through other struggles when interest rates were you know 17 percent so we've been through different um, generational um challenges that have affected the property market. So um yeah that is definitely false.
1: So the next um misconception is it's an additional cost if I use a buyer's agent and this is probably one of the biggest, right? This is It is. Everyone asks this question, but I can't afford it. It's only for the wealthy. I'm struggling to buy a house anyway. I can't afford an additional cost of a buyer's agent. I think you can't afford not to use one. Yeah, well said.
0: (laughs) True. (laughs) Simple answer. Yeah. But you can't. You know, um, it's not an additional cost. Um, Well, certainly not in our case. It's not.
1: And that's not, to be fair, 100% guaranteed. It can be if you end up exercising the very top of your budget and, you know, it can be. We certainly don't make promises we can't keep. Yep. And most of the time. In
0: earlier episodes or another episode, we have spoken about, you know, the 1% of our clients that, you know, we haven't been able to save the fee, Um, but they're extenuating circumstances and it's eyes wide open going in. We all know it up front. It's not
1: like a surprise, but... Because they could be struggling. We might be very transparent in the beginning and say, look, you're probably going to be exercising the top of your budget to get what you want. It's going to be a bit of a struggle. So... They know that up front. They do. But without us, they might not have even got that because they, you know, needed more. So, yeah, we discuss that. But most times it's not an add-on fee, is it? No, it's not.
0: And you can go out there and do it yourself for sure. Um, But how well do you think you are going to negotiate given that you might ever do it once or twice in your entire lifetime? Um, You know, do you have the relationship with the selling agent that we have? Do you have the professional to professional relationship? Um, yeah, there's so many factors in a negotiation Mm. um, and certainly fee shouldn't be the be-all and end-all and most of the time it's not an additional cost.
1: And I think sometimes some of the things, um, how we save our, our clients money is we take the emotion out of it. They probably would have spent that emotion. The selling agents get to know their budget. So, of course, they kind of get to know what they've had. We know where to look because someone might say, well, how is it not an additional cost? Um, we might introduce a property that has no other competition on it, mm-hmm. like the other day, the off-market we bought. That mm-hmm. quite potentially would have gone for quite a bit more had it gone to market, but our buyer was solid. They were cash, the terms suit, the vendor was happy. So yeah. How many um,
0: times have we also heard that you know someone was worried about it? 10 grand fee a 20 grand fee but the properties end up costing them 150 grand because they bought something and they weren't aware of a whole totally. bunch of things that they didn't cover in due diligence because they didn't know you don't know what you don't know so um, our fee can often save not just in the negotiation but it's picking the right property in the right spot or not buying a lemon that down the track you might buy and sell for less than what you purchased it for so so, so you're right
1: to it. You, can't, you can't afford not to Yeah. Yep so number three on our list is this is a good one actually because people do ask this so in terms of a service I guess it's a high cost service you're not buying a handbag some handbags are expensive <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a, the maybe best example <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean you're not buying a, a small item so it's it's a significant fee and it's but you know, we've we've got a lot of years to bring to the table to offer in that service. So the Arden might be I'm paying a significant fee for a service that may only take a week or a few weeks. And that perception is it's it's a lot of money. So what would you say to that one? Yeah, I feel like fee's not based on time. We're not on an
0: hourly rate. Um, our fee is based on our level of experience because a lot of these opportunities wouldn't be there ordinarily. Mm -hmm. It's through our connections and our network. It's through our experience. It's through our um, life experience and professional experience that have led us to that point. And for us personally, I'm 30 years, you're nearly 20. So that's a really long time, a really long time to bring to the table. So that's what you're actually paying for is our level of experience and expertise to get to the point of being able to A, get the opportunity, B, work with that particular agent, C, understand the vendor's motivations and get to the crux of the situation and then work out the best strategy to negotiate the best price and successfully secure the property. So it's nothing to do with whether it's taken a day or a week or a month you know, a lot of the time we can't actually control the timeline because it's all dependent on stock. Yep. So it's actually not about the time and the longevity of, of the deal or the journey. It's actually about the level of expertise and experience that we bring to the table to arrive at a successful
1: outcome. 100%. And I, there's a few – Um, you can liken it to a few industries and I've always hated when real estate agents liken themselves to a doctor and, oh, you know, you'd ask a surgeon, you got to get an operation, you want the most experience – Kind of annoys me, but an auctioneer is a good example. You're going to auction your house. You're actually paying for quite a small amount of time, aren't you? Mm-hmm. How long is that auction going to take? What, ten minutes, twenty minutes? They turn up. They run mm-hmm. run the auction. If I was uh, 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 going to auction my house, it, or anyone who's auctioning a house, I would want the most experienced auctioneer. I don't care if it's going to take two minutes or twenty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Because they might extract from the marketplace such a better result for you. I would happily pay extra for an auctioneer that that had all that experience.
0: But also to look at the types of deals sometimes that we put together. Yeah. Like someone that's been doing this for five minutes would never be able to construct and come up with um, a, you know, a, an attractive deal for all parties, and some of our deals are very complex. But if we hadn't had the experience and negotiate, negotiated the amount of properties that we had, we couldn't arrive and probably wouldn't be able to do the deal. So, um
1: yeah, the, the fee is irrelevant to time. In fact, some uh, days on market, well, so, I should say. Some buyers that engage us actually wanted to take a short time so you look at we've had a lot of clients of late and this comes back to the the kind of stalemate that the market's in at the moment where the sellers aren't selling because there's nothing to buy mm. and we're kind of helping educate the selling agents a little bit saying look we can help you your, your sellers are sitting on the fence because they're worried so we've had clients quite a f- number just recently so they'll get in contact with us they've already engaged their selling agent in sydney yep. um So they're on the market or they're going on the market shortly. They've got a 90-day contract, so a three-month settlement, which gives them some time to buy a property. But if they were the ones buying the property, that equation wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. So they want to sell their home and they want to move straight into their new home. If they had to sell their home and then start the process themselves, they probably wouldn't achieve their timeline. So those buyers are engaging us so simultaneously as their selling agent. And it works so well, so it gives us that period of time. Once they get an unconditional on their property, yeah. um, to go and and we can do it in such a shorter time because we've got access. We know what the market is. We can we can shorten that process. So we're securing them a property, and they're simultaneously moving into the new one. So that's where we can help the selling agents move their clients forward as well. Yeah. So they do see the value in a few short weeks because <laughs> that's what they want us to do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not everyone. It's interesting. So, misconception number four is buyer's agents will only search in the areas I have shown interest. This is a good gun because we cover this in our brief, don't we?
0: We do. And, you know, I guess we can mainly speak from our perspective and the other buyer's agents that we know um, operate similarly to us. But no, that's not entirely true. So the brief is is quite interesting. So yes, it's a piece of paper and it's all the tick boxes and we put everything down, but buying property is a journey and people don't often know what they actually really want until they go out there and look. Mm-hmm. And there's an age-old saying, when we are selling agents – you know, we used to talk about this all the time. Oh my God, they said they wanted this and then they went and bought that. And that's the journey. That is exactly what happens so many times because people think they want something, but then when they start to look at it, they go through the process of understanding what will I compromise on? What won't I compromise on? What's really important to me? Oh, well, I thought that was important. Actually, it's... I thought I liked that and I actually don't. Absolutely. And, And two, we open their eyes to other areas. Like they may not have investigated other areas they may not know about other areas and so that is our job to open their eyes and look at other opportunities that could actually be a better fit for them we're not there to tell them what to do or you know redirect them we're literally there to open their eyes and open their options so then they can make an informed and comfortable decision and know and feel you know really good about what they're doing with their investment.
1: We've got many clients that have ended up buying in an area that they weren't originally looking and they're very happy. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, my God, I would never have known Mm -hmm. about this beautiful suburb or area if I wasn't working with you. And, yeah, we just sometimes can read that a a certain area might resonate with someone as well with the type of lifestyle that they're looking for, which they may not have found on their own. Buyers agents will tell you what you want to hear. In the context of this is that you know we're just, we're there just to to buy a house and we'll just tell you what you want to hear and move you forward. Mm-hmm. Well, they've probably yeah, seen on TV the nonsense. We're more likely there to tell there you what we, we don't want to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, and we're back, it's actually been said. I really appreciate your honesty, forthrightness. <laughs> you're very. I, I like your directness. You're honest. Yeah, that's what we're there to do. We're not there to you know well it goes back to the responsibility Mm. you
0: know this is a massive responsibility on our part to correctly advise and you know give the right information to people we're not there to be decision makers or to push people in any way shape or form based on our agenda you know um we're there to be informative we're there to be factual and yes we tell them good things but we also well our approach anyway we always move forward with objective information what we Mm -hmm. do like about a property but then also it's not what's negative or what we don't like one of the compromises okay you know based on your brief these are the things that are in question um can you live with them or can you not or these are issues with the area the property if you're okay with that and you're comfortable
1: fabulous but you need to know about it i mean i've had instances where i've been with clients and and you know we pull up at the property and i've seen out of the corner of my eye old mate up the road that's doing up the Mm -hmm. washing machine and the boat and the dryer all on the front lawn and they kind of we just our radar opens up I guess because we're not focused on just the property and our job is to say did you notice that property did you notice that fence okay the backyard's not facing north it's facing this that means the sun will do this. Is that okay? So we're not there to say, oh, it's fabulous. It's got this and that. That's all great and it, we can say all that, but we're also there to say, have you noticed these things as well? Yep. And they may turn around and say, look, you know, that doesn't bother me. Yep. We looked at a property down a long driveway, remember, that had a lot of yep. houses off it, and it may not have been our preference or some mightn't have liked it, but it actually didn't bother them. Yep. So we're not there to make decisions for people. Absolutely not. We're just there to point out everything so we won't tell our clients what they want to hear. No and there is some
0: form of regulation around that in our agency agreements because you can't misrepresent a property or a client and you know uh, material fact plays a lot a big role in what we do as well so we can't just go around telling people what they want to hear or telling them whatever we want for their own, yeah. our own agenda. But at the
1: same time, we keep our personal preferences out of it. 100%. But if someone sends us a property and it's happened, mm-hmm. oh, we saw this and it looks great, we will be forthright and say, I'm so sorry, but for these reasons that is not a great investment. Yep. We, that's just, yeah, that sense of responsibility. If we wouldn't buy it ourselves, mm-hmm. then why would we recommend, why would we recommend it to a client? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can save money by doing the research myself. You could do the research yourself. They take months or years to end up. So does it really save you
0: money because there's more time for you as someone else to do it that doesn't do it every day and doesn't actually know what they're looking for or where to look or has access to the resources that we we do?
1: Um, The other thing is the relationships we have. They take years. Those relationships do not form in five minutes and they don't even form in six months. They don't. They form over years and years and years where... You know we're known and we've had a lot of people had it the other day with a selling agent we're the vault if we are told about an off-market property and we've heard stories this is not unfortunately it's not always the case it is in the vault even so much the selling agent the other day had his new associate in the car and um she'd seen a property that was an off-market and this particular agent um he was saying oh yeah we've got one coming up um and he, he looked at her and she's like, oh, yeah, it's... um." He goes, no, you can tell her. It's fine. They're the vault. <laughs> so those types of relationships take a long time. But it's
0: also the sensitive information that we share. Uh, you know, it's not that selling agents are hiding this from... The public, by any means. There's a reason they're not sharing it. There is, like, it's personal information of the vendors and the vendor situation that they don't want out there in the marketplace because they don't know who a buyer knows or who they're related to or who that buyer is going to go and tell.
1: They also don't want to lose the business. They don't by going to another listing
0: agent. And so, but our relationships, some of them span more than thirty years, and so they know that we and they trust us. Yes. And we can have these deep, meaningful conversations and they know it's not going to go anywhere else. Yep. So, yep, you can do your own research, but will it save you money? Well,
1: that's a big question mark. Um, maybe you can, maybe you can't. And that's not to say that some buyers don't go out there and, and do a great job and buy great property. Not everyone. They buy also buy a lot of rubbish property, mm-hmm. but some do a great job. They do their research and they, they buy well and they – And on that note,
0: we hope by doing these podcasts, we're actually for those people that actually have the time and the confidence and they are interested and passionate that we can share information that's going to help you go out on that journey and do it yourself. Yep.
1: It used to be in the old days, no one wanted to share anything. Mm. Do you remember the days when you were selling real estate where you weren't allowed to put the address? And the theory behind that, don't put the address on the ad. Nope. Now oh you think, what is wrong with you? Why would you not the reason is because oh I want them to ring. Mm. It's an excuse to talk. Information is so available right now. It is. You, there's the, the days of holding back information and not sharing are gone. All you do is get in the road yeah. by not sharing. Yeah, it. people get the cranks,
0: they get irritated and they go, Oh, can't be that's too hard for If they, so they don't they get it from on,
1: you, they're gonna go get it from someone else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you or know work it out themselves. Information's everywhere. If you really want to find something out, you can find it out.
1: So why not, we feel like we've got a lot of experience and knowledge to share, yes. so we're going to share. And if that helps a buyer who's out there in the market doing it by themselves, amazing. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone wants to work with a buyer's agent. We understand that. Um, the service ceases once the property has exchanged. Well, no, it doesn't. Well, it depends on each professional service
0: offering, but in our case, um, it doesn't. And in the case of a lot of buyer's agents, we know... Um, most of the job most of the work is done up to that point but then there's still a period between exchange and settlement where things do happen so um, quite often there's terms that form part of the contract that need to be um, completed by settlement um, so we coordinate that there could be the property could be going in up as a management and so there's preparation for those sorts of things. There's
1: key handover, there's pre-settlement inspections, there's a whole range of things. They might want to renovate. I mean we have an extensive list of recommended people that we um we either have used or people we know have used and we know are good because if you're coming from an from an area and you need an electrician or a plumber or who are you going to call? It, it's hard. You think, oh, I don't know, I don't know anyone, and so we kind of continue on. Oh, where's the best coffee? Or where should I go for dinner? Or you know, all of those things. We've sort of become more of a, you know, a mentor for the area, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, our service goes beyond settlement. We've got plenty
0: of clients who, you know, a year later will call mm. us up and say, hey, I need some advice about this, or yes. can you recommend this, or you know, so I many want to do of our our extension, clients. or I
1: want to renovate my kitchen, yeah, yeah. or. Yeah. Well, and we, we've got we get sent photos and we do. updates on how yeah. the house is looking, or when it. someone's had a baby, or yeah. you know a
0: milestone of a, a child, or you know whatever. Or we get invitations to milestone birthdays, and yeah. So I guess our clients are for life, and we like to think so. And we're always available. It's not like we catch up every week or every month no. or oh, you know any set. Mm. Yeah, but we're always available, and um, yeah, our our service
1: particularly goes far beyond. I think property management, to touch on that, that, that's a really important part of our business whilst we've talked a lot about buyers agency. You know, we bought a property for an investor investor a few weeks ago and through our our other business of property management, we were able to have a tenant lined up ready for him. So he got an awesome house. He actually still hasn't seen it. <laughs> His brother saw it. But we had a tenant move in the day after settlement, um, didn't have to pay advertising, got a great rental, a great yield. That's just a perfect story. But again, that tenant came to us through our Through agent our relationship, yeah, yep. with an agent. Yeah, yeah. he was selling their house and he knew they were a great tenant. Mm-hmm. So all of – it's very intricate, all of it, and it all works to create great outcomes for our clients. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of value and I think we've yeah. just felt a few –
0: you know, the the agency agreement or the settlement or the exchange. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I think if, you know, if you've been thinking about it, there's a lot of misconceptions out there and perhaps in the old days, buyers agents were just for the wealthy. Maybe when, you know, the Cohen handler started in the eastern suburbs, it may have been that way. But even their business is so diverse now. They've been around a long time. The Central Coast, is that perception was still there when we started our business. Oh, I can't afford a buyer's agent or I don't need one. So it's changing and it's really good to see, yeah.
0: So if you want to learn a little bit more about us and where you can find us, the best place is to head over to socials, Instagram or Facebook. Our handle's pretty easy, Spring Buyers Agency or
1: Spring Property Management, either or, or the website springbuyersagency.com.au. We actually have a a booking link there that you can actually book a 20-minute strategy session with us. Obviously free, no obligation, we love those strategy sessions. They're all about just working out where you're at and and if we can help. And you know, maybe it's just some advice that you need. We're easy to find. <laughs>